Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking to a Syracuse basketball legend and about the team's big win over Florida State. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Syracuse basketball legend Dale Shackelford. Shaq, always appreciate your time. How are you today? I'm doing great. You know, living the dream in sunny Florida. <laughs> And speaking of Florida, Shaq, we'll get you started on this one. You're host of a weekly podcast called the Salt and Pepper Sports Show that airs live on Sundays at 11 a.m. with your high school teammate, Ed Jacob, recorded in Delray Beach, Florida. Tell us more about the show and how it came to be. Well, you know, I've always done a show up in uh, Syracuse uh, with Roosevelt Bowie, and, uh, you know, that was all geared to Syracuse basketball. And once I came down here, um, you know, I'm not able to see the show, so I don't I don't want to watch TV and then try to analyze uh, Syracuse basketball. I like to sit there and watch it live, and you know, then I can give my honest views on it instead of uh, listening to someone else commentate it on TV. And uh, my high school teammate, uh, Ed Jacob, a.k.a. Salt, uh, used to watch our show all the time. And, that, and uh, you know, he asked, you know, why don't we just do a show down here in um, South Florida? And so far, uh, you know, Ed's been very good at, uh, you know, getting some uh, unique guests on our show. Another thing you're doing down in Florida is coaching Cardinal Gibbons in Fort Lauderdale. You're in your second season. How's season two going? Yeah, it's going great. Uh, you know, I'm an assistant coach there at Cardinal Gibbons. Uh, last season was my first season. And, uh, you know, amid COVID and everything, a lot of schools and a lot of teams throughout the country didn't play. Uh, we were very fortunate uh, last year. We we were able to play 21 games. Uh, we finished uh, 16 and five. Uh, you know the kids brought into uh, you know the defensive scheme of things uh, as far as the basketball is concerned, and uh, you know we fared pretty well uh, this year. Uh, talent wise, we've got a better team, but we're very very young, and you know sometimes it's tough to get uh, young kids that were prolific scorers or, you know, scored very easily uh, 
at the level before they got to us to you know buy into the defensive part of the game. So it's a work in progress. Uh, we're very fortunate to have a young man, uh, son who played at Syracuse, uh, George Papadakis. Uh, his son Johnny is playing for us down here in Fort Lauderdale uh, at Cardinal Gibbons. Uh, you know that's a great addition. Uh, he's about six seven. He's a very good shooter. And uh, you know that was what that's one of the Syracuse connections. Uh, you know George called uh, Bernie Fine, who's uh, down here in Florida, and was looking for a place for his son to go to. And he said, "Well, you know Shaq's coaching over at Cardinal Gibbons in Fort Lauderdale. You know why don't you send him there? That way you have some familiarity with uh, you know the coaches and everything." So we're very fortunate in that sense to to get him. And um, you know things are looking good. Uh, we got a tough game coming up tomorrow against uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. And, uh, you know, this would be a great test for us. Shaq, let's talk a little bit about your time at Syracuse. I think one of the reasons why you're so beloved in Syracuse basketball history is because of your versatility. You were the first freshman to start under Roy Danforth. You played all five positions. And as basketball has evolved, it's becoming more and more of a positionless game. Do you like how the current game is played? Well, I mean, you know, as you said, you know, times have changed. Uh, you know, there's, there's players are more athletic. Uh, they have uh, better access to, uh, you know, trainers and that that help you with recovery and stuff. I think, uh, you know, and saying that, you know, the game's a lot faster. Uh, but I also say I think a lot of the uh, programs uh, from every level uh, going up, uh, you know, they don't, uh, you know, concentrate on fundamentals. And that's where a lot of kids are hurting and that's where a lot of teams are hurting you know just you know kids aren't playing fundamental basketball you know everybody wants to dribble everybody wants to shoot threes uh you know there's nothing where you know you're going to play power game or you're going to set good screens uh you know to get guys open for shots so it's a different mentality uh you know players today just want to score they don't you know really care or concentrate on other parts of the game and you know that is a, a tribute to you know how the game has evolved over the years Shaq, I mentioned before that you played for Coach Danforth. You were also there in the beginning of the Jim Beheim year. How has he changed and evolved over time? Well, when uh, Coach Beheim was an assistant uh, my freshman year, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, he was, he was, he was very good, I, I'm going to say. And, uh, you know, when he transitioned from the assistant coach to head coach, uh, you know, people have to understand, uh, you know, Coach Bayheim wasn't much older than the players that he's had. I mean, he's only 11 years older than I am, but there were some guys that, uh, you know, he's nine or 10 years older than that he's coaching at Syracuse. And I think it was a, it was a more of a, a situation where he had, a, you know, we had a group of upstate New York guys that, you know, we played hard together. Nobody cared who scored. We just wanted to, you know, go out and win ball games. And I think, uh, you know, with the way basketball has gone over the years, uh, you know, coaches have to change. Uh, you know, sometimes coaches are a little bit harder because they expect a lot more out of the kids. And as I said about the fundamentals, you know, the kids don't have those fundamentals that we had, uh, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, you know, when we played basketball. So, uh, you know, Coach Bayhead has got a little more vocal with his players. Uh, you know, he's, he gets a little angry with guys. Uh, and, you know, that's something, uh, one side of him that we hadn't seen and I hadn't seen in the three years I played for him. And, you know, we're talking to Roosevelt, uh, you know, Roosevelt hadn't seen it either. So, you know, it's, it's where you know, these coaches have to adjust to, you know, the players they have. I can remember a quote from uh, Coach Bayhead at one time I was at a, a banquet with him. And uh, he, you know, referenced to a story where a young man's mother said to him, why are you always yelling at my son? And he said, well, 
the reason I yelled at your son is because you never did. Where, <laughs> you know, where that's where we're coming from. You know, people are so into their kids being great instead of supporting them and appreciating whatever they can do that, it, you know, it takes away from a lot of the, uh, you know, fun and excitement for the young players. Talking about changing college basketball, there are two very specific things that have happened recently in the college basketball game. One is that players are able to profit off name, image, and likeness. The second is the transfer portal and being able to play immediately at the next school. What are your thoughts on each? Well, uh, you know, as far as the transfer portal is concerned, uh, you know, I, I understand a lot of kids go to places and, they, you know, they don't get the playing time that they <clears throat> thought they deserved or should uh, have. Uh, I think that, you know, they should not be able to transfer. You made that decision or you made a commitment to uh, your college, <clears throat> excuse me, your college or university of choice. I think you should be obligated to stay there for four years. But in saying that, uh, you know, coaches can get up and go whenever they feel like it. Uh, we were fortunate at Syracuse to have Coach Bay out there for 40-plus uh, years, and uh, he's not looking to go anywhere else. But, you know, it's, it's tough on kids when you form a friendship and a bond with a coach, and then he ups and leaves. You know, where does that leave you, or how do you know if the other coach coming in is going to, uh, you know, appreciate your talents and what you can bring to the program? So in, in, in saying that, I do think that, you know, once a kid commits to a school, that's where he should stay for four years or for however long he, he takes from the graduate. If you're not happy somewhere, then you've got to figure out a way to get yourself on the court and get yourself some playing time. We had challenges every year, uh, you know, highly uh, recruited freshmen coming in and, you know, trying to take my spot. And, uh, you know, we have to, I have to compete and battle and practice every day to maintain that. And, you know, kids today tend to concede more to talent coming in and not challenging that talent and making yourself and that person better. Um, as far as the likeness, uh, you know, it's the change was coming. Uh, you know, it was about time that, uh, you know, they start giving, uh, you know, student athletes on every level, if it's uh, men's or women's sports, um, you know, the, the ability to make money. Um, you know, back when we played, you weren't allowed to work a job or anything during the season. So, I mean, I came from a family that, you know, a single mom, uh, five siblings, I didn't have, uh, you know, the luxuries of, you know, having a car or being able to uh, go out and buy a pizza anytime I felt like it. So, you know, those situations there, I think, you know, the kids should get something. Uh, how much or what, uh, you know, it, it just depends. But I think it should be equal across the board uh, because you're more talented doesn't mean that in the college situation that you deserve more. Uh, you know, the other players are there working just as hard as you are, if not harder, you know, to help the team be successful. So in that sense, I think, uh, you know, it should be some sort of equal billing across the board and, you know, not just catered to, quote, unquote, the more talented or the guys who are, uh, you know, producing the more points on the floor or get more minutes on the floor. And Shaq, we'll get you out of here on this one. What do you think of this year's Syracuse basketball team? Well, I think Syracuse has a, a very good team. Uh, you know, you know, if they're on, they're going to shoot the lights out. Uh, you know, they can, uh, you know, shoot with the best of them. Uh, you know, my my whole thing with Syracuse this year is that defensively, you know, we we're not very athletic, so you know, we got to we have to compensate in other ways, and that just means that guys have got to hustle. You know, we got to make sure that we're positioning ourselves right. We've got a couple of new guys in that's never played the zone before. I'm a firm believer if you play basketball, then, you know, you got to understand every part of the game. And 
you know, that just comes from, uh, you know, hard work and the willingness to do those things. Uh, I also feel that, um, you know, coaches never really played a lot of guys. And, you know, we've, we've, we've been spoiled over the years because we've had long, uh, rangy athletic players, uh, you know, playing the two, three zone and we don't have that now. So something's got to change to where we're going to either pack it in or we're going to push out on, on the shooters and, uh, you know, we we may have to go with uh, you know two centers just to make sure that we you know, we take care of everything on the inside so uh, we can cover the perimeter. Shaq, thanks so much for coming on the program again. Syracuse legend Dale Shackelford. Shaq, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the college basketball season. We'll speak with you soon. All right, thank you very much. Amazing to speak with Shaq, and special thanks to Ira Berkowitz and Robert Yanofsky. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor in chief and my very good friend Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, Syracuse made a two in a row over the weekend, this time with an impressive 63-60 to road win over Florida State. Surprisingly, it was Syracuse basketball's second-half defense that allowed them to win. What were your thoughts on the game? Could there have been a tougher way to open up ACC play? Wes, I mean, all Florida <laughs> State had done was won 25 consecutive home games in ACC play. I mean, wow, that was a really impressive come-from-behind win against a team that in the last three seasons simply was not losing at home. And to do it in comeback fashion in the second half was really, I thought, a very impressive effort by this team. And I thought back to the quote that Buddy Beheim made at the ACC tip-off event, West. Remember, he said most energy he's seen from a team that he's been a part of since he's been at Syracuse. And I think that energy showed in the second half. Certainly impressive performance from the bench players in this victory, Wes, when you think about Samir Torrance, uh, Benny Williams, and Frank Anselm, because not from a numbers-wise statistically, but from the energy that they bring on the court when they're in their playing zone defense. Torrance did stand out with his five assists. Frank Anselm is battling under the boards for rebounds. He finished with four. Benny's got to get his game going. I think Jim Beheim, the coaching staff, will do that. But the combination of those three players coming off, we know what we can expect from the five starters so far. It's been really a great mix of energy off the bench to go along with the starting five that we've come to expect to be very consistent. And I think what Florida State did against Buddy Beheim is what other teams are going to do the rest of the season they're going to certainly make it hard for him to score. So it's going to be imperative that the other four starters pick up the scoring slack, and they did that against the Seminoles, led by Joe Girard, who just has you know no fear, no, no fear from shooting, no fear from getting an open shot and taking it. No fear if he misses, he's going to come back and still keep shooting the basketball. Same now with Cole Swider. He's starting to get into a tempo, into a groove, starting to get his feet under him in the Syracuse offense. And Jesse Edwards has just been, you know, lights out. I mean, I think we're going to get spoiled that he's going to get a double-double in every game. And Jimmy Bayheim is just a grinder, a smart basketball player. He's going to figure out a way to score. So it's going to be imperative for those four players to pick up the slack as opposing defenses go after Buddy Bayheim all season. 
Brad, talking about tough games to win, Syracuse will play number six Villanova at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday evening. You're going to be covering the game, so how do you see this game playing out? Well, it's going to be the, the biggest challenge so far this season, even with the games and the battle for Atlantis against the teams like VCU and Auburn, which Syracuse dropped uh, in the Bahamas. Villanova is the real deal. And uh, I thought it was interesting after they blew out uh, Philly uh, crosstown rival St. Joseph's on Saturday that Hawks coach Billy Lang, who served on Jay Wright's staff for five seasons, called it the best Villanova team he's seen in 20 years. He didn't say it was the most talented team, like the two national championship squads that Jay Wright has had, but he thought from a teamwork standpoint, it was the best he has seen in a Villanova team. So that's certainly saying quite a bit. They held St. Joseph's leading scorer, who was averaging over 17 points a game, to zero points. And Villanova's got a you know pretty big you know front line, six seven, six seven, six eight. They got big guards, six four and six three. They have a quality transfer guard in Daniels, who's six four. They played tremendous defense in holding St. Joseph's to 52 points. So I think the same thing's going to happen against Syracuse. They're going to be making Buddy Bayheim a marked man, and it's going to be incumbent upon the other four starters to pick up the offensive slack. And then it's going to come down to the Syracuse defense. Villanova can shoot three-point baskets, and they've really got to play very aggressive defense around the perimeter uh, to keep that three-point shooting in check. And the other point of the Florida State game, that in the end, SU out-rebounded Florida State 41-40. to That's going to be a very important factor against that Villanova tall and aggressive and athletic front line as well. The battle uh, on the boards at both ends, offensively and defensively, and trying to eliminate Villanova's points in the paint and try to get their own scoring underneath, which Jesse Edwards has been able to do so far. And Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Well, Wes, unfortunately, for the fifth time in the last six seasons, the SU football team, of course, not going to a bowl game. And it just makes me mad this time of year when all the bowl games are announced. You heard me say it last season uh, and the season before. When I see these other teams that are going to bowl games, with all due respect to the Middle Tennessee States, the Liberty, a a victim of Syracuse in the Carrier Dome this year, Appalachian State, Western Kentucky, Texas El Paso, UAB, Kent State with old friend Sean Lewis as head coach. Again, with all due respect to those programs, the fact that they're playing bowl games and Syracuse is not just drives me absolutely crazy that a program with all the resources Syracuse has, the Carrier Dome, the great facilities, the new facilities on the way, the coaching resources they put into the program, the quality players that they have, certainly in the top 22 starters and in special teams, that Syracuse can't at least get six wins and join teams that they beat in the ACC this year, like Boston College and Virginia Tech in a bowl game, drives me absolutely nuts this time of year. 
Brad, my closing thoughts are on Manny Breland, who lost his battle with pancreatic cancer over the weekend. Breland was the first black man to be offered a scholarship to play basketball at Syracuse University, and the Syracuse native went on to play from 1952 to 1957 and was part of the 1957 team that earned the first NCAA tournament bid in school history. Breland went on to serve for 31 years as a teacher and principal in the Syracuse area and was also inducted into the Syracuse Sports Hall of Fame in 1992. A melancholy happy trails to Braylon, who's certainly among the greats in the Syracuse basketball world. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that my friend has hand soap that smells like coconut. That's nice unless your hands are dirty from coconuts. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cubes podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.